Welcome spooks and spirits, ghouls and ghosts. Take a seat around the campfire. But beware, this podcast is haunted. Can we just talk about how fucking shitty winter is for just a hot fucking second? It's just like, it's, it's barely begun. I, and- right? And it's already a fucking shit fest. <sighs> Ugh, I'm so angry <sighs> at winter. Why can't it just like, okay, this is my, this is, this is the seasons, okay? We have, uh, we have like five months of fall. Well, yeah, five months of fall, two weeks of winter, so you can get your sledding in. Sure. Um, and then like three months of, of spring, and then the rest can be summer. Glorious summer. And you yeah. know what? It can be Michigan summer, too, where it's not a million degrees. Mm-hmm. Most days are like, you know, 70 headed into 80. It's just nice. It's just yeah, it's nice. it's just nice. That's that's all I ask. I just, it's all, I don't, I just want what, it. What amount of CO2 do I have to emit personally to make that happen? Every time question. it snows, I'm going to go outside and burn a styrofoam box and just shout at the universe. <laughs> Fuck it! Goddamn! You want to do a podcast? Yeah, let's do a podcast. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is going so well, so well. We are uh, professionals. Yeah, welcome to this podcast is haunted. Uh, it's gonna be like this. I'm sorry, this is just how it is. Uh, I'm Jed, and that's Kate. Hi. <laughs> We're here to talk to you about creepy shit. Creepy this fucking week. shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Do you have anything you want to talk about before um, we get into it? Do I have any news? No. Uh, oh, we, we already oh. decorated for Christmas at the fucking museum because... Thanksgiving doesn't exist. Thanksgiving may as well not fucking exist. This, can I just express this for a hot second? Mm-hmm. Santa needs to stay in his fucking lane. Like, stay in your goddamn lane, Santa. I, I'm, I'm a strictest. I'll be, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I know who I am. I mm-hmm. do not put up a single Christmas decoration until December 13th, the day after my birthday. Okay. See, that makes, that makes sense. You don't want to. Thank you. you Cause everybody share. else acts like I'm a fucking psycho. Yeah. I'm not trying to share my birthday with Jesus. Yeah. Dude. No. That's, that's totally legit. So December 13th is when stuff should be allowed to go up. And then mm-hmm. it comes down by January 6th, the latest. And everybody who's like, oh, but the holidays all year round can fucking blow me. Because okay. the holidays all year round just makes them not special. Exactly. I'm going to make a pitch, and I've made this a couple times to people. I think we should move Christmas into, like, February. Because it's a shitty fucking month, and there's nothing going on. it's a shitty month. On. And then you have, like, cr- like winter is the best before, before Christmas, because then you're excited for Christmas. Yep. But then... And then after Christmas, it just sucks. So if we move it so it's like halfway through winter. Perfect. It'll be exciting still. That would be perfect. I actually would be on board for that. All right. I would let's make it happen. For all Change dot org. Change. We'll start a petition. Slash. We'll work on that. <laughs> yep. You know what? If one of we, our fans actually does start a petition, I will full on sign it. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Uh, this. I think we should take this all the way to the White House, to be honest. <laughs> What is that idiot gonna fucking do? Well, I know, but the, if you get ten thousand signatures, that you do get a response. 
allegedly, if we still have a government at that time. Anyway. <laughs> when we get 10,000 signatures, his response would be like, Jen and Kate are sad losers trying to attack Christmas and Christian values. They're fake podcasters. Sad. I would put that on my resume. Oh my God. Actually, I would too. If you get insulted <laughs> by Donald Trump via Twitter, you're like the <laughs> highest form of human. Yes. <laughs> if you get insulted by Donald Trump via Twitter, you get an instant spot guaranteed in the fallout shelter uh, and everybody Ooh. else is fucked. Yes. This is cheery. Wonderful. Happy mm-hmm. holidays, bitches. Happy holidays. It's Thanksgiving. And in classic fashion, we are skipping talking about Thanksgiving and moving right on to Christmas. Can we talk about Thanksgiving for just a second? Because Thanksgiving yes. is like a high holy holiday to me. My f- all the food. Well, the food is great, and also I don't have to buy anybody anything, because I'm a broke motherfucking joke. Yes, same. And not buying people things is my favorite. Can we talk about uh, mashed potatoes and stuffing? Um, Can I admit to how white trash I am for a second? Yes. I fucking love green bean casserole. I do, too. (laughs) It's the white trashiest of foods, though. Okay, and this is a moment where we haven't done this in a few episodes, but... I'm sorry, Mom. I love green bean casserole. This is me admitting it to you. I'm so sorry. I have failed you as a daughter. So does your mom not like green bean she casserole? She hates green bean casserole. Uh, Sorry, Jen's mom. You're wrong. Sorry, not sorry, Jen's mom. Green bean casserole is the fucking tits. Uh, it is good. It's good in a, like, this is probably the consistency of snot way. <laughs> Can I? It is definitely the consistency. Somebody who has eaten a booger in her time. <laughs> Uh, can I just double down on my white trashness now and tell you mm-hmm. that I prefer canned green beans in my green bean casserole? <laughs> like That's the only way to do it, right? Right. Dan makes me use fresh green beans because he likes his vegetables to have fiber or some shit. Fuck no, that shit. he's doing it wrong. That's why he doesn't like it. Uh, yeah, you have to go. If you're going to go halfway, you might as well go all the way. That's what, right. I, that's what I say. Right. If you're going to have the sacred American foodstuffs, then mm-hmm. go all the way and do it right. Do you cranberry sauce? Oh, I love cranberry sauce. I actually use you cranberry do the can? sauce year round. Yes, I do the can. Are you kidding me? Is there anything better <laughs> than a can-shaped cylindrical slice of cranberry jelly? That's, uh, I just, I admittedly, I don't like it. At what? All, but have you ever put it on a sandwich i no are you ready to have your life change today no i'm, I'm not gonna, i'm not ready <laughs> i'm gonna tell you my favorite sandwich recipe i mean okay, you're gonna fucking cheat yourself and it's fine okay go yeah all right <clears throat> as always it's kind of about the carbs the carbs yes. and the fats number one food group <laughs> so you want really good bread like something with some wheat berries in it so a little texture Thick. Some like berries in it? Mm. Wheat berries. Mm. Wheat what berries? Is... Okay. Do you know is that what... just like a grain? Uh, it's this? like. Teach me about food. <laughs> Am I? It actually, it's kind of a bougie food. So, like, I'm losing white trash points right now. Yeah. But um, wheat berries are. Okay. Have you ever seen Little Red Hen? <laughs> this is. People are loving this content right now. <laughs> people can suck my dick. <laughs> have you seen the Little Red Hen? And you know how she's carrying around that piece of wheat and it's got like uh, the uh... little spiky things on it? Like wheat? Yeah, wheat. Like literal stalks of wheat. So what you have to do to use that wheat to turn it into flour, all the little wheat berries are what oh, you actually okay. grind up. Oh. And they're kind of wrapped in like an onion paper. 
um, uh-huh. around the wheat berry. That's called chaff, and you have to like grind that off. And right. in like the biblical times, they would throw that up, and that was called separating the wheat from the chaff. So the wheat berries, the actual usable wheat, would fall back to the earth. And the onion mm-hmm. paper around the wheat, I'm sure there's a better term for it, I'm not a scientist, uh, would blow away in the breeze. So mm-hmm. separating the wheat from the chaff is separating the usable from the useless. And oh, okay. then you would take those wheat berries and you would grind them in your mill, whether it's you know a hand one or a river one, whatever, grind mm-hmm. it in your mill. When it breaks down, that's flour. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So wheat berries are unground wheat that they put in bread for a little bit of texture oh okay that's not that's fine the more you know wow we're learning so much we are (laughs) Uh, all right so you have a really good wheat to start with (laughs) yes and then you have really good turkey some Uh provolone some sprouts or if you're feeling fancy just some iceberg lettuce whatever no sprouts (laughs) and then on one side of the bread Mm -hmm. you're gonna for like a dressing you're gonna do a good thick spreaded wad of cranberry dressing cranberry sauce okay okay and then on the other bread you're gonna do avocado mash (gasps) you are welcome in advance oh my god yeah oh my god okay all right you sold me yeah you'll try the avocado it's yeah of course it was you (laughs) fucking millennial (laughs) no avocado is amazing it's just a really good sandwich so the avocado gives you some like butteriness there's some crunch in there uh, like sweet and savory and tangy it's a really good sandwich i think i had it for the first time at bell's brewery Mm, okay so good favorite sandwich (laughs) all right so do you want to talk about things that aren't the holidays and bitching about the weather thanksgiving corner Man, if anybody anytime wants to talk to me about food, I'm their boo. Like, I made a beautiful roast chicken last night. I saw it, and I was very, I just wanted it. You miss Michigan, don't you? You miss me cooking for you. I do. What are you down to, like six pounds? Like, what? (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. No, I know. I know you're fine. I've I've seen pictures of you eating, so it's okay. Good. Um, For the record, everybody, it's okay for me to mildly bully Jen uh, and, like, body (laughs) shame her because she We have an established relationship. (laughs) I feed Jen. That's like my principal thing. In fact, if I'm friends with you, I'm going to try and push food on you. Like, I can't yeah. help it. That's fine. I come from I a long line food. of poop food pushers. From poop pushers. Hang on, let me try that again. I come from a long no. line of food pushers. <laughs> okay. All right. Shall so do we? You, yeah. Do you want to like fucking talk about our, to- our subject? Yeah. Uh, we're, we're talking about exorcisms today because I finally, I finally did it. I finally convinced you I... talk about this. Wait, you convinced me? Yeah, you didn't want to talk about exorcisms for the longest time. Okay, let's 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 talk about why though. Well, yeah, it's okay. because I fucking am terrified by religious horror. Yeah, nothing it is scares me more. <laughs> Although yeah. I did watch Get Out last night, and that was also pretty fucked up. Ooh, tell me about that. Have you seen it yet? I have seen it. Okay, I don't want to spoil this for our listeners, so I'm just right. gonna be like casual for a second and like Mm -hmm. allude to things yes i there were a couple times when i screamed and legitimately clawed my husband oh my god (laughs) like poor dan i have really long nails right now (laughs) and i i i like you know 
You ever like walked into like a door frame and had like some flakes of skin roll up like you got scratched? What? Yep, I did that to him. Oh, God. <laughs> like he lost a couple layers of skin. Oh no. He didn't actually like bleed, but I did technically damage his body. Oh no. <laughs> um, but the scariest part was when the person in the white shirt, the white turtleneck at the end of the film was being choked. Uh-huh. And, and that person just looks up like, you're never going to beat me. It doesn't matter that you're strangling. Oh, my God. And, right? It's fucking terrifying. The way that person oh. tilts their head right then and makes eye contact, I about mm-hmm. fucking pissed my pants. Oh, my God. Uh, that movie was so fucking good. It is really good. If you haven't go- if you haven't seen it, do that Yes, now. please. Go see it. Uh, yeah. I'm sure other people have told you, and if you're not listening to them, and then you finally get around to listen to us, fucking listen to us and go see Come that on. movie. Come on. Get it together. On. It's up on HBO right now. There you go. Steal your parents' passcode. Exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Exorcisms. Are you ready? Yes. All right. So Tell I... Please everything. don't scare me too much, okay? And also don't let me have an exorcist in this house. Like, don't... <sighs> don't, don't get possessed is that what you're trying to don't get possessed don't, let... don't bring you... demons into my fucking home <laughs> <laughs> yeah just don't say their names i guess i don't know what the rule is oh no i have so many names in here <laughs> oh well all right just say a few hail marys before bed <laughs> i don't know him. i'm a i was raised a protestant you're fucking me, me here too <laughs> i think it starts off with like hail mary full of come the lord i don't know nope, is nope. that not right she's like bit like ca- canonically not full of come <laughs> oh right 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 that's the whole like fucking point right yeah mm-hmm. full okay of so, grace? yeah hail something? mary it's something hail mary full, full of, of grace. the holy spirit <laughs> oh god See, now that I made that joke, I really am going to go to hell. hell. Like, oh, my God. It's fine. This is not going to be the thing that put me over the line. Like, I was yeah. already squarely there. Yeah. All right. So let's start with talking about exorcisms by talking about exorcism in the modern day. Ooh. I know. Because, well, my story, most of my story takes place in the 1920s. What about yours? Okay. Oh, I fucking love the 20s. Um, mine is, <laughs> mine takes place in the 70s. So I actually uh-huh. got you beat there. Nice. Oh. Very Nice. Well, this is an article for for Time Magazine written in 2009. Oh, fancy. Look at you. Time Magazine. Mm. Mm. Sources. Sources. I'm even going to get worse than that. It's written by Gilbert Cruz. I'm sorry, Gilbert okay. Cruz. Uh-huh. And it's just, it's an interview with Matt Baglio. Uh, B-A-G-L-I-O. I could be saying it yep. completely wrong. Yeah, it's fine. Who was the author of The Right, uh, which follows American priest Father Gary, love it, who was sent to Rome to train as an exorcist. Wonderful. Boglio got involved with this because he saw an advertisement for a class given indirectly by the Vatican. So it was a class given by a holy order paid for by the Vatican. So Mm -hmm. indirectly by the Vatican. Mm -hmm. And the class is called Exorcism and Prayer for Liberation. And its core principles are based in theology and history. So it's what modern priests learn about exorcists. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Wait, so it's kind of like, wait, do you go to the Vatican? Is this like a Olive Garden, we train our our chefs in Tuscany kind of a deal? (laughs) Uh, He was in Rome. Okay. So I don't know if it was in the Vatican proper or like in mm. some sort of... Just getting all those sweet, sweet recipes for... <laughs> That's right. Getting them demons out. Father, Father Gary's learning not only how to remove Beelzebub <laughs> from the souls of young girls, 
but also how to make a sweet, <laughs> sick marinara that really clings to noodles. Oh, don't forget the breadsticks. I, have I ever forgotten a carb, Fuck, I'm Jennifer? hungry now. <laughs> One of the questions in this article was, why do exorcisms still exist? Haven't we kind of explained exorcisms mm-hmm. away? Do and you know when the last one was? I do not. Do you? No, I don't. I was, that, that was a legit question. Oh, okay. <laughs> it is my understanding. So when I say my understanding, mm-hmm. here's an important thing about my upbringing is that I was raised Christian, mm-hmm. but through many different sects. So my family is mm-hmm. a healthy mix of Catholic and Protestant. Mm-hmm. And my f- my individual uh, upbringing has gone into the Roman Catholic Church, the Episcopalian Church, the Lutheran Church, and the Methodist Church by and large. A smorgasbord of a smorgas- religious. <laughs> my mother came up with a great term for it. Her church is Missouri Synod. She was raised Lutheran. There's Missouri and Wisconsin. I think ah, Missouri yes. is more strict, but I'm not sure. Uh-huh. So she calls us. Roman Methodopalian Missouri Senate. Jesus. Yeah. And, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty accurate. Although me and my sister individually uh, subscribe to different things. My mother was a Lutheran. My father Mm -hmm. was a Catholic. Their union Mm -hmm. is an insult to God. And so Mm -hmm. when you, when you combine a Roman Catholic and a Lutheran, you get a Jew and a pagan. Well, yeah, you'll have that. That's so, why God said not to do it. Right. And now you know. Now you got fucking pagans running around and yeah, terrible. So I had to actually call my father about some of these things because he was raised in the Roman Catholic Church and I needed some insider info. Mm, yes. So the church in the 21st century is actually very careful about what they refer to as an exorcism. As opposed, mm-hmm. and they actually do have some guidelines, which I'll go into in a second, mm, and, yes. and what's mental illness. So the most minister, uh, priests rather, are mm. actually pretty well versed in the different forms of mental illness. Well, good, <laughs> finally. <laughs> right. In general, exorcisms were not discussed as part of general religious upbringing before the films Rosemary's Baby and The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Which was around the time my dad was entering his teenage years. So I, I think, I, and I ha- I'm sorry, I didn't take the time to IMDb this, but I think Rosemary's Baby came out in 1973-ish, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. And then I think The Exorcist came out a couple years later. But Rosemary's Baby would have come out, if I'm right about that, am I? <laughs> uh, 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 68. 68? Wow, that is early. So if that's the case... Then Rosemary's Baby came out when my dad was 10. And The Exorcist came out in 73. Seven, okay, so that's, see, I knew I was right about one of them. And so yeah, The yeah. Exorcist would have come out when my dad was a freshman in high school. Okay. So it was very much part of his collective conscience. But the time before that, with his older brothers and his mom, exorcisms weren't talked about. They weren't something <laughs> that the Catholic Church was reaching for, you know, especially in Vatican II, which... Oh, yeah. So Vatican II, for those of you who are playing the home game, Vatican II is the transition to a kinder, gentler Catholic church. <laughs> Catholic light. Catholic, well, no, Episcopalian is Catholic light. Oh, they wow, didn't go right. that far. They still have saints. Diet Catholic. Diet Catholic. <laughs> and then there's Catholic Zero. Catholics. Catholic Zero is just Jewish. 
<laughs> but anyway, so so in that transitional time, people were kind of accused of secularizing the church and getting away from those ancient rituals. Yeah. Well, because that's when they stopped doing it all in Latin, right? Right, right. It became a very accessible mystery of the mm, Lord. We don't want that. <laughs> right. So it wasn't part of my dad's upbringing. It was not widely talked about. Hollywood is what brought this to the forefront. Other than that, exorcisms were really relegated to theological seminaries. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd probably like, you know, hush it up after the fact. Yeah, generally. that's possible. It's also that Catholic priests knew that 90% of the people who are looking for an exorcism don't actually need one. Mm-hmm. But there are some things that the author, Matt Baglio, points out cannot be explained away by mental illness. Like, mm-hmm. you know, levitation. Yeah. So the three things to look for are abnormal strength, understanding unknown languages, and a knowledge of hidden things. Mm-hmm. And that has to be in concert with an aversion to the sacred. So not being able to say Jesus, not being able to touch a rosary, go into a church, say the Lord's Prayer, so yeah. on and so forth. Now, I had some interesting moments when I was researching this and also doing my research for the Salem Witch Trials where, like, the difference between being bewitched and being possessed. Right. Different. And... I can't remember exactly what they are. So if you're but... being bewitched by somebody, you're getting physical pains or oh, yeah. something is making something is attacking you. Mm-hmm. If you're being possessed, you can't say, you know, sacred things. You can't mm-hmm. go into a church. It means that there's a demon in, mm-hmm. in corp- uh, living in your corporal soul. Yeah. Or Although non, there was corporeal soul. There was also people who were supposedly bewitched also at some points couldn't say like the Lord's Prayer or, or that kind of thing. So right. I guess it it's kind of a Venn diagram. Right, absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure if we were if we had Cotton Mather here, he would have a really good idea as to what's what. Let's uh crack our uh Malleus Malefactorum. Is oh, such a great book. <laughs> the Witch's <laughs> Hammer. That's so great. Great title. What a page turner. <laughs> Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Ugh. Anytime I used to, I used to use that all the time. So like, <laughs> if somebody did something weird, like okay, so I can flip my tongue in two directions. Oh, I know. Which? Um, so like, whatever your stupid human trick was, you know, you, uh-huh. you'd be like, oh, it's your dumb body trick. Uh, oh, I can I can dislocate my shoulder. I would everybody would act like, oh, that's weird. And I'd be like, thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. <laughs> Burn them. <laughs> I just really obviously know, uh, in high school nobody got it because yeah. you know because they aren't fucking nerd like you well no. but eventually it was and very me. funny yes I so like it. let me take you quickly through some more things about exorcism mm-hmm. if most people who walk in if they say I'm being attacked by demons they wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to say that if they are saying oh I'm being attacked by demons you can pretty oh. much instantly rule out demon possession. Okay, because they wouldn't be able, yeah. Okay. Right. So the actual mm-hmm. service, the actual ritual, starts mm-hmm. out with um, the Litany of Saints. Are you familiar? Nope. So the Litany of Saints is going through a roll call of oh. the, of, you know, <laughs> Peter, bless, <laughs> Blessed, Virgin, right? <laughs> Blessed Virgin Mary, all the martyrs, all the angels, um, you know, the other saints. Uh, So you go through and you're asking for their protection and their intercession on behalf of somebody. Then you Mm -hmm. read the gospel. So you're going through the actual words of Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. you know, the parts in red. And then you go (laughs) through and you do either a sermon or a homily, which is normally pretty short. Mm -hmm. 
And then the core of the actual ritual, because they're allowed to sort of freestyle on those things. Mm. Wonderful. But the core of the actual ritual is actually two separate prayers, a depreciatory prayer Uh and an imperative prayer. Okay. Now, the the depreciatory prayer is pretty basic. It's God, come and bless this child, remove these things from her. And then Mm -hmm. the imperative is the super dramatic, the power of Christ compels you. Does it really have that in there? Yeah, that is part of it. A fun fact is that most of you who have seen The Exorcist are Mm -hmm. going to be familiar with the parts of the story I'm going to tell next. Wonderful. Yes, and I cannot wait to tell you more. In cases of actual possession, they -hmm. they can be categorized as dramatic or minor. So even in minor courses... The the person who is being exercised and the demons within them mm-hmm. cannot actually directly have the power to speak to the exorcist. So instead, mm. they'll burp repeatedly or yawn oh. or cough or moan or scream vaguely. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But in dramatic exorcisms, that's when the demons speak through and to the exorcist. Stuff and those like are creepy as fuck. Yes. So those Have are the you ones. Heard any of those recordings? No, because I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I am not I doing am. that to myself. <laughs> Hell no. Hell fucking I am no. An idiot. So when you can hear multiple voices coming out of one and not like at the same time, like mm-hmm. like listening <sighs> to a stereograph of hell. Yeah. Saying things like "This person belongs to us. You have mm-hmm. no power." Mm-hmm. Talking about the laws of the church. Things like that. You'll also have incredible violent outbursts, scratching, clawing, uh, scratching, clawing, banging the heads, and then paranormal outbursts, Mm -hmm. Uh, vomiting living toads that dissolve when touched, vomiting nails. uh, No, no, no. Vomiting or defecating extreme amounts. And that's what brings us tidily into our story. Oh, boy. To the exorcism of Mary X. Now, Mary X. I am calling her Mary X because that is what the exorcist who published the story called her. Oh, okay. Other people have tried to nail down exactly who she was. Mm-hmm. And they've come up with either Anna or Emma. Anna Eklund or Emma Schmidt. And those so, are different names. <laughs> right. Since there's so much variance there, I'm just going to stick with calling her Mary X. Yeah, I mean, if we're, there's no proof that it's either of those other people, let's not drag them into this. Well, and you know, there might be, but I did not, I don't know, I think there's something to be said for anonymity, even though she's been yeah. long dead. Oh, okay. So, yeah, 1920s, right, okay. <laughs> yeah. Let me take you through briefly uh, some of our cast of characters here. So we mm-hmm. have Mary X, who is yep. Anna or Emma. Um, uh-huh. She was born likely... In 1882, and likely in Marathon, Wisconsin. We, of course, don't mm-hmm. have perfect records from that time. Mm. Her mother died early, and she was left under the care of her father, Jacob. She was raised a devout Roman Catholic until she was 14 years old. Okay. Jacob is a truly evil man. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. He allegedly cursed and used sacred herbs uh, to low-key poison and spiritually poison his daughter Why? his goal he prayed to satan that she would be suffered that she you know that she should suffer what yeah you know this is a piece of shit fucking father of the year right oh my god maybe he's a witch 
he wanted Satan to take her soul, and he was working with her aunt, Mina. What? Who was probably Jacob's lover and was a known local witch. Oh, okay. She prayed to Satan with Jacob. Their goal was that Mina should suffer her whole life until she should commit suicide, giving Satan a hard-won third soul from Uh, who would be an otherwise sacred person. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) That's chill. And then that brings us into, and I'm going to fuck up his name. I'm just going to, I'm going to spell it the first time and then I'll tell you my interpretation of how you say it. So it it looks like the letters are T-H-E-O-P-H-I-L-U-S. Nope. Right. So we're going to call him Theo, but I think it's actually pronounced Theophilus. Okay. I think so. Right. So Theophilus Reisinger. Now Reisinger, because this story was so well publicized, it was publicized by Carl Vogel, a theologian, and he wrote in 1935, Begone Satan, which became kind of an exorcism primer used by the Holy Roman Church. Fun. Yeah, all based on the work of Theophilus here. It was reported in total in a 1936 Time magazine. (laughs) Boom, Time, twice. Okay, there we go. The Exorcism Quarterly. And then it was also a book written by Theophilus himself called The Exorcism of Mary X. Okay. So Theophilus, Theo, was Mm -hmm. a Capuchin priest, which means that he's, if you picture a monk in the brown get up yeah brown robes that's probably a capuchin oh okay the brown coloring is because it's the same color as a cappuccino uh that's that's not their reason no no it no it is yep what the people who wear brown that's what it means that's okay all right so he was born in bavaria but he was based in appleton wisconsin go badgers go packers (laughs) Oh, my God. Almost everybody involved in this story is a Wisconsinite, which is one of the reasons I connected with it. That's beautiful. He was considered America's foremost exorcist, and one of the main skills he brought to that was an iron will. He never Mm -hmm. tired. And also, he was skilled in many, many languages. Oh, all right. So Mary was born in 1882 when she was 30 years old. In 1912, she received her first exorcism from Theophilus. Okay. So this is, this sounds like it's going to go on for a while. Uh, yeah, yes. The first of okay. two exorcisms. Uh-huh. She had actually been displaying the signs, the classic signs of needing an exorcism. Mm. Revulsion of holy objects, disturbed thoughts, inability to enter churches, the, the desire for unspeakable sexual acts. Oh. You know, like mm-hmm. masturbating with a crucifix. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's... Mm-hmm. Familiar, right? That's a thing. So the reason all of that is familiar and all of this is going to be familiar is because all of those publications that I just listed became uh-huh. the information that would be used when we write exorcism stories today. Oh, okay. Or in so, the 70s, yeah. as it were. So they, they are, they, they influence. Mm-hmm. They're not a direct account, necessarily. The stories differ a great deal. But what it looks like to see somebody have an exorcism was first well publicly documented for these stories. Hmm. So 
That first exorcism in 1912 went pretty smoothly. She was able to go back to church, freed from the curses laid on her by Jacob and Mina, and was able to like eat and live again. And Jacob and Mina weren't done. There's this whole air of like, and it worked this time. <laughs> you know, and that then Jacob and Mina were like, ah, all right, you got it. We don't need your soul for Satan anymore. <laughs> Go live your life, kid. <laughs> Just <No>. kidding. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. So they redoubled their curses and their promises to Satan and their prayers. Allegedly, mm-hmm. allegedly, allegedly. And that brought us to 1928 which is okay. the second set of exorcisms. It actually stretched from August to December. Holy shit. Okay. When they first started, remember I said the first thing they do is the litany of saints? Mm-hmm. Mary X's eyes clenched tight, and they Ugh. didn't open again until December 23rd. Oh, wait, what? When did it start? It started August 18th, <gasps> 1928. What? And she didn't open her eyes for... Three, four, four months? They're about. Oh, my God. So her eyes were violently shut. They couldn't be clawed open. They weren't just a little Ow. bit closed. They were screwed tight. Ow. So the first session. I can't do that for like 30 seconds. Right. Well, again, there's that abnormal strength that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But that's not the only abnormal strength we're going to see. Okay. So the first session was August 18th to 26th. The second Mm -hmm. session was September 13th to 20th, and the third was December 15th to the 23rd. Wait, okay, so this is like week-long sessions. Did they sleep? They did it in shifts. It traumatized a lot of the nuns and minor priests who were involved, like PTSD symptoms afterwards. Yeah, I bet. Some of the nuns left the church after this. (sighs) So, like, it takes a lot to scare a nun. Consider that for a second. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some of the things. Okay, fine. So I'm just going to talk to you about some of her symptoms. Here's she couldn't pray. She couldn't take communion. She couldn't walk into a church. She mm-hmm. had sinister voices in her head telling her to do evil things, telling mm-hmm. her to do depraved things. So in August, Theophilus, dear old Theo, mm-hmm. who is actually apparently like a really nice guy. He was very well regarded. Uh, he worked hard. He was pleasant. He was encouraging. He wasn't a bag of dicks. Oh, well, that's, that's right? good. That's, that's something you don't hear every day. <laughs> right, exactly. So he really did his best. He seemed like a great guy in general. And so he, to protect her, even though he was based in Appleton and mm-hmm. his other church, because, you know, they, they had a circuit, was in Marathon, which is where she was from, to protect mm-hmm. her and her identity and you know, other people being affected by this, he moved her anonymously by train to Ealing, Iowa. Because nothing happens in Iowa. Right, exactly. (laughs) And so he moved her there so that they could work at a convent. Convent. Thank you. you. (laughs) And then there there was a couple other ministers on site, priests, they're called priests, whatever. A couple, and, and nuns. And so they could kind of attack this problem head on in a way that made sense to them. So she... First things first, screwed her eyes tightly shut. They remained Mm -hmm. shut through December. Mm -hmm. Uh, They started doing the prayers over her. And even though nuns were holding her to the bed, strong Mm -hmm. nuns too. They picked Mm -hmm. out specifically nuns who were built like me. 
<laughs> they are holding her to the bed, and she had such a strength that she leapt from an iron bed being held down by a team of nuns and clung high above the doorway against mm. the wall of the room. Mm-mm. Yeah. Oh, my God. Feats of strength. <sighs> okay. So she leapt there and she clung to the wall. The nuns had to grab her and forcibly remove her. She was so strong holding onto the wall. Oh, my God. Like Spider-Man? Yes. Like (laughs) Spider-Man from hell. She was howling, howling like an animal. Many different voices were emanating through her one set of vocal cords. She was so loud through all this howling and shouting that she could actually be heard outside the walls of the convent. It disturbed the town of Ealing, Iowa. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, wait, there are people there. Okay. <laughs> it actually distorted her body. So, what? yeah, it caused How? her head to swell and distort. Her lips would oh. swell to the size of hands and then suddenly deflate like nothing was wrong. What? She clenched all the muscles in her body uh, so they were like iron. And she, it, that action seemed to cause her to become so heavy that she bent the iron rails of her bed through <sighs> to the floor under the weight of her body. What? Her head started to distort. It looked like an upended pitcher. So the top of her head became quite bulbous, the bottom of her mm-hmm. face quite loose. She was constantly vomiting, but she was eating very little. It looked like she was throwing up macaroni. And also Mm. either tea or tobacco leaves. Mm. But she wasn't eating those things. Mm -mm. She was also shitting prolifically. Well, I mean, you can't not say that. Right? 30 buckets Uh. a day. What? 30 buckets. Now, hang on. So I just want to put a caveat on that to kind of bring the drama back a little bit. Uh It uh said the the interview I listened to said 30 buckets, but I'm not sure if they were full and teeming like an elephant or if it happened 30 times. Yeah. That's still a lot of shit. Exactly. Like, listen, man, I poop a lot, but holy shit. (laughs) Holy shit. Unholy shit. Terrible. So she... She was terrifying, and this went on for four months in in different swatches. Eventually, the demons spoke directly through her in that Mm -hmm. horrible demonic voice. They identified themselves Mm -mm. because they were taunting Reislinger, Mm -hmm. and they actually got into it and debated church law with him. Okay. (laughs) I mean... Like, you're not allowed to tell us to do this because of X and such clause of the biblical rites. Holy shit. Like little demon lawyers yeah, who are like, fuck you. Be like, listen to your little shit. Exhibit A, refer to. Oh my God. That's the worst kind of demon. It's a lawyer demon. You want to hear which demons identified themselves? Uh, yes, but that's on you. <laughs> so the voices of Jacob and Mina were heard. Okay. They'd both been long dead. Oh, oh, what? Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Many please. minor demons. I'm not. Okay. I don't have a list. Judas Iscariot, <gasps> as himself. in right. The, as, I know. I went to Bible school. <laughs> well, for those of us who didn't, Judas is the guy who betrayed Christ. He's long since in hell. And then the big swingers. He's like the big bad. He well, okay. second big bad, because <sighs> who else should show up but Beelzebub and Satan himself? 
Jeez. Apparently, these all of these people, demons, what have you, came on Satan's direct orders to inhabit this girl and claim her soul after she committed suicide. They were to drive her insane, drive mm-hmm. her to suicide. And if you know anything about suicide in the Roman Catholic Church, it's a big no-no. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's for sure you're going to go to hell if you commit suicide, There's according to the Roman ring Catholic. There's a whole ring for that. There's a whole ring of hell. Oh, yeah, there is, isn't there? Breaking out my Dante. That's right. God that's bless. Not <laughs> well, it's not, but it's it's based on biblical rights. Paradise Lost uh, references oh, oh, right. some okay. of these demons who we learn about. So the end of this time together, the last session was going on. Nobody had slept for three days or three nights mm-hmm. or eaten anything. It was a constant battle. And Theophilus sees a vision. The room mm-hmm. is in flames. And mm. Lucifer and Satan are standing there holding a flaming spear, a flaming sword, and a shield. Mm. No. Lucifer has the body of the goat that we're so familiar with, the matted hair beneath his waist, the hoofs, the whole nine yards. And at that mm-hmm. point in time, Theophilus says, Be gone. This girl it will not come with you. And Mary opened her eyes for the first time in four months and cried out for Jesus. <gasps> I have absolute goosebumps. So that is the story of Mary, Mary X, uh, Uh who might also be Anna or Emma. But she survived the exorcism and she went on to live a normal life, allegedly. (laughs) Good for her. Right? Good for her. Jeez. I know. I really, man, I wouldn't, I would have been one of the nuns who quit. Like, nope, nope. I'm not, I'm not going to do this as well as not getting dick. Yeah, just trying to imagine you as a nun is kind of funny. <laughs> you know what? There's a time in my, like, if I lived at a different time in history, there's wow, there's a yeah. way that being a nun makes sense for me, but this ain't it. <laughs> yeah, 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 no. So that was the story of Mary X, Anna uh-huh. or Emma. The accounts of her exorcism informed other accounts of exorcism and the portrayal of modern day exorcists. Uh, but other things, other stories that were also publicized have informed those as well. Ah, huh. yeah. Like this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real handy segue. Wow. Here's a segue. Get on it and don't fall off and die, or roll off of a cliff like Mr. Segway himself. I'm sorry. Rest in peace. Wait, 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 wait. What? You Come on. You know this. No, what? The guy who invented segways <laughs> or something. He invented a Segway and he fell off a Segway and died? Listen, yes. <laughs> Are you serious? I am, I am as serious insofar as I. that's what I know to be true. Now, whether or not that is true <laughs> remains to be seen. Okay, so that's but the rumor. Yes. That's funny. I want that to be true. Can I also say that I, I think I've witnessed the saddest Segway tour, which is um, a two person or like a like a like a tour guide and one person segway tour <laughs> i would be like no nope. downtown grand rapids <laughs> if it were just me who showed up for the segway tour i'd be like no we're not gonna do this bye yeah i'd be like thank you and goodbye like i'll yeah. go to the movies alone but <laughs> i'm not going to especially like with a tour guide like like randomly like yes and this is the varnum building Mm-mm. No, no, that's so no. sad. It's so sad. I witnessed it. Oh my gosh! All right, all right, all right. Tell us your story, babe. Speaking of segues, um, <laughs> so a segue of a segue. The town of Osset, England, near West Yorkshire. 
Ooh, isn't that isn't that Pride and Prejudice area? I don't. You can't ask me that question. You I don't just think... put up a map from the BBC. I that does mm, that doesn't mean I looked at the that doesn't say it didn't say it might be where Downton Abbey is. Yeah, that could be. Tiff is like screaming at us right now. Yeah, anyway. Tiff, tell us what's up. Yeah, just tell us where. Okay, so we're in West Yorkshire, England, near near it. 1974, 31-year-old Michael Taylor lives there in Osset, which I also don't know how to pronounce, um, with his wife, Christine, and five children and a poodle. Aw. Yeah, well, don't get attached. Oh, no. <laughs> so it was a fairly religious town, as it happens, um, in the 70s. Don't know about it now. But at the time it was. Uh, but the, the Taylors were not particularly religious. Michael was a kind and mild-mannered and loving father. Which and is husband, code for serial killer. Which is how you know that this is not going to end well. <laughs> he had um, had a severe back injury at some point in his life, which left him with chronic pain, bouts of depression, and the inability to find long-term employment. Which is sad, but not always you know what it turns to be to what the story turns out to be so, so their family wasn't super religious but they did um a friend of michael's barbara introduced him to a church group called the christian fellowship group it was led by a 21 year old marie robinson who apparently was very charismatic and this sounds like a cult it does i was just thinking that yeah, so I don't know like what denomination they would be called because I don't I don't think they I think it was a cult. <laughs> well, it's the seventies. Cults were big. My answer to that, but I'm surprised that it was led by like a twenty year one year old woman. Like that's yeah, she's advanced. Yeah. A congregation because of her charisma, but also a little bit I think because he because uh, she was a hot twenty one year old because she's hot. Um, yeah, but men. Yeah, I know, right? They ended up spending quite an inappropriate amount of time together uh, beyond the church meetings. Uh, they would use, quote, the power of God to exercise people of their sin. Yeah. Yeah, so they would, they would kind of, like, I don't know what level of exorcism they believed in, but, or, I don't know. If they were exercising them of their sin, is that the quote? Yeah, I think that's what they're. But like, I don't, I don't think it was like a Catholic Church exorcism. It was more of a like stop sinning, right? You know, Catholic or maybe Brit, maybe this article was written by somebody who doesn't know what exorcism is. Well, I mean, it gets into it later, but yes, okay. this is not Time Magazine. I'll just tell you that. Thank um, you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, where I come from, that would be called absolving somebody of their sins. Yes, I think that's more what they mean. Um, okay. It was just more of like a very charismatic, uh, probably evangelical sect of weirdo holy rollers. Weirdo, like just make it up as you go. They did believe in speaking in tongues. So Michael and Robinson, Marie Robinson, they would uh, meet in private. To, and st- and go through like private rituals where they'd stay up all night making the sign of the cross at each other to ward off the evil power of the full moon. <laughs> Seriously? Yes. <laughs> yes. Ooh, the shadow our planet makes is different. 
Werewolves. Yes, I don't know. Jesus. Yeah. So this goes on for some time, uh, a few months, I think. And slowly over time, Michael has become a little more argumentative and more irritable. He's spending uh, less time at home because he's spending so much time with Robinson. His behavior, though, is just noticeably, like, just deteriorating. His wife in particular noticed that something was up. So they somehow decide... Well, Christine, his wife, decides to confront Michael in front of the whole congregation, accusing oh. him of being unfaithful, probably with the uh, old right. Marie there. And at that point, in this is in church, um, Michael felt an evil influence cast a shadow over him. He turned, like, he was just inexplicably consumed with fury, and he, like, lunged at Robinson, uh, lashed out verbally and physically and had to be restrained by um, a number of other churchgoers. So he didn't actually physically attack her, but he, like, tried. tried. Yeah. Can I call bullshit for a second? Inexplicably bullshit. This guy just he, wanted to murder his wife for yeah. calling him out for banging the minister. No, he, he lunged at the minister, oh. not his wife. Yeah, okay, so there's... Okay, the, At this point, reading this story, I was like... This all sounds like bullshit. This guy was just horny and didn't was right. mad that he got caught. So. Gotcha. Okay. 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 Now I'm with you. Sorry. Yeah. 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 So uh, they start speaking in, in tongues at each other, which like not like out of the realm of possibility. Like they had done that before because that's just like Pentecostal people do. I don't know. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Robinson invokes the name of Christ, and, and that's what allegedly prevented him from killing her huh. he was like fighting so hard to get to her and then she just like asked jesus for help and he was like Whoop. so that's part of the like you know right whole... there's there's the there's the thing so we've got the the incredible act of strength yeah uh knowing the unknown which is speaking in tongues yep and then um a revulsion of the sacred yep one two three boom Check. did it yep that kind of ended that episode and afterwards michael claimed to have no memory of this the next day he met with the church and received the full forgiveness of both robinson and the church but they're like we're gonna keep an eye on you for the time being because it's sketchy as fuck so yeah like it, it was kind of like he was okay the next day but his mood and his like behavior didn't really improve noticeably like he just kept being like a big old grump, I guess. Right. Not and, acting like himself. Yeah, he wasn't acting like himself. So they decided that he must still be under the influence of demonic forces. And so at this point, they decide we need to like break out the big guns and do a full exorcism. This was in October, early October of 1974. And so they enlist the help of Father Peter Vincent and Reverend Raymond Smith. Good names. Yeah, I know, right? Did I just hear Artemis meow? No, I think you heard one of my other roommates exclaim. Oh, okay. From downstairs. So what were those guys' names? Uh, Father Peter Vincent and Reverend Raymond Smith. So that sounds legit. Uh, they it were does. <laughs> Better than Father Gary. Father Gary. <laughs> yeah, well, this is, this is in the old country, so everything is sophisticated. <laughs> 
<laughs> so they they formulated a plan that they would meet at uh, St. Thames Church in Barnsley. Great for, name. Tiff, forgive me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, they, they agreed to meet at midnight on October 5th. And this that's when they started. And then things carried on a long time from there. So... <laughs> At the beginning, uh, right when they started, Michael started going into uncontrollable convulsions, fits, bouts of scratching, spitting, biting, had to be, and he had to be tied to the floor in order to be controlled. Um, Jesus. Yeah, not great. So over the next eight hours, he was subjected to having crucifixes shoved in his mouth. Why is that always a thing? I don't know. I guess they're like, get in there as much as possible. All right, I guess. I don't know. Better than shoving him in an asshole, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Of all the orifices. That one is. But like, why not an ear? Like, I feel like an ear would be sufficient. Yeah, but it's not big enough. I mean, they make real small. Like, they can write your name on a grain of rice, Jen. (laughs) (laughs) The technology exists. That's right. I don't know. Maybe they just wanted the most Jesus possible. (laughs) Okay, keep going. I'm sorry. Um, Stop being an asshole. Yeah. So crucifix is shoved in his mouth. Well, he was also doused with holy water and forced to confess his sins, which I wrote, how? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I don't know. All the while, also, what's the point in telling a demon to confess its sins? Like, it, it's a demon. Yeah, yeah. Like, was it, did they want the demon or did they, did they want Michael to confess? I, I don't know. It right, doesn't, it doesn't even make sense. That doesn't make sense. I don't know how good they were at exorcisms. Right. This seems like fucking amateur hour. Well, they were a cult. It's not like they were the real deal. No, these. I think these were these were neighbor like actual. Oh, they like called in the the legit. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was the culty people. Yeah, demon busters. (laughs) 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 Okay. So while all this was going on, he was growling and snapping at anyone who came near, which is. So through the course of the exorcism, the priest claimed that there were 40 demons uh, in Michael's body. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, Was he a hefty man? (laughs) Well, they're very small sometimes. (laughs) That's true. They they didn't give any specific names, but they said that it included the representative of incest, bestiality, blasphemy, lewdness, heresy, masochism, and carnal knowledge. Well, yeah, so that's fun. But they began drawing them out kind of one by one. The article I read said one did not go quietly and had to be dragged out kicking and screaming. So kicking what? No, it's a, that doesn't make sense. I don't know. I don't know. It's a metaphysical being if it's a being at all. Yes. Yes. Well, there you go. <laughs> so... <laughs> Anyway, this went on um, until 8 a.m. Um, and they decided they couldn't go on anymore because they don't have the stamina of Father Gregory. Father Reislinger, yeah. Or your brother Reislinger, yeah, that guy. Um, <laughs> so uh, they decide they have to stop and they'll continue at a later date. But they claim that there were still three demons left inside him, which were, the I guess, the representative of insanity, anger, and murder so it's so they like pulled out the they pulled out like get that lewdness out of there 
<laughs> lewdness, but they left insanity, murder, and what? And uh, anger. Yeah. Okay. So now, that's like that's like me cleaning my bathroom, but leaving the dog <laughs> shit on the floor. Exactly. Now I don't know if it was like those were the hardest to get out, so maybe that's why, or else if they're just like colossally dumb and they're like, get this lewdness out of here. That's the maybe- first to go. <laughs> We'll just deal with the easy things first. This is why my mother always told me, do the worst first. No. Get the biggest thing out of the way, and then it's done. That's the opposite of how I do things, but then here I am. (laughs) Yeah, successful adult in grad school. Yeah, you don't know shit. Mm, Okay, but my life is chaos right now. It's fine. (laughs) You're doing fine. Everything's fine. It's going to be fine. Listen, I'm doing better than Michael is at this point. That's all I got to say. Right. At least you don't have the demons of insanity, anger, and murder within you. Yeah. God. So, <laughs> yeah. So uh, they they left those three in there and sent him home with his wife. No. Yeah. Um, there, oh. there, was, there was a witness there, Margaret Smith, who was a minister's wife. I don't think Sorry, she do was... you think her name would have been Maggie Smith? Oh, I hope so. She seems like a badass. Um, she said that uh, she had a premonition of the murder demon uh, saying that he would escape and kill Christine. And is that the wife? Christine is the wife, yes. Okay. And so they're like, well, see ya. <laughs> Good luck with that, motherfuckers. Uh, Margaret pleaded with the priest to stay and complete the exorcism. But they're like, nah, we'll we'll get we'll get to we're done. We're done. We're done. We tapped, Broseph. We see you oh, in the God. morning. It's been eight whole hours. It's like a full Jesus. work day. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what could possibly go wrong? Everything. Uh, so they sent him home with Christine, and two hours later, no. he uh, brutally attacked and murdered Christine in their home. What about the poodle? Well, one second. So, uh, do you want to hear everything that he did, or do, <laughs> do I, Jen? <laughs> I don't know what order. Uh, I'm gonna put it in the most pleasant order. If you're the one experiencing this, okay. okay. He strangled her with her, his bare hands, gouged out her eyes, tore out her tongue, and ripped most of her face off. Jesus. Yeah. See, this but what is, about the poodle? This is why I started. I started this story being like, "Ugh, this is all bullshit." But now I'm like, mm, "Is it though?" <laughs> that's a that's above and beyond. This is your above average murder. Yeah. Ugh. He uh, then killed the family poodle. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. You like? Why? Uh, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry that I'm a bad person who gets more upset about animal more death than people. Fucking death. Christine, Kate, Christine. Uh, Listen, she went home with a madman. The poodle didn't have a choice. Yeah, that's true. You know, Fuck like Christine she then, right? Exactly. <laughs> no. Think it through, bitch. <laughs> Think it through, priest. She was probably just trying to look out for him. I guess. Fucking Jesus. Fucking demons. Fucking, ugh. Anyway. Sorry. So, yeah, he Wait, also, what about the five kids? The kids, I guess, are fine, which I mean, thank goodness. I guess it doesn't mention That's... anything about the kids, and it doesn't mention their names either, which probably means that they are alive and well and trying not to remember this shit. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, after murdering his wife and poodle, uh, mm. he left the house and, naked and covered in blood and was, wand- was found wandering aimlessly around the neighborhood shouting, it's the blood of Satan over and over again. For real? For real. He was found by a passing patrol car. And so they like took him into custody and then went back to his home and found what he had done. Jesus. It's not great. Understandably, the, the court trial was a media frenzy. He, Michael, again, claimed to have no recollection of the murder. Um, and they entered a plea of insanity, they, saying that he was under the control of supernatural forces. Wait, um, that's not a defense. You can say insanity, but what is supernatural forces in a courtroom? Well, I don't. Well, this is what he claimed. I don't know if this was, like, the official, like, Does, lawyer okay. plea. Okay. Um, Sorry. I'll stop okay, matlocking. This, this isn't Time Magazine again. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm just saying, like, if you if you have a law, if you're going in for murder one, mm-hmm. or uh, probably murder two. So if you're going in for murder two in America, and you're, like, murder insanity... Two? Yeah, because it's probably not premeditated. Oh, okay, yeah. So if you're going in and you're saying insanity uh-huh. because of paranormal forces, that's that's not a thing. How does that yeah. stand up in court? Is that temporary insanity? I don't know what degree of insanity they pleaded. Right, right. Um, it's fascinating. So, But he claimed that he was under the control of supernatural forces, and he also suspected that Christine might have also been possessed, which is fucking bullshit wow basically him trying to justify what he did by saying like well she was probably also (laughs) it's one of my little demon lawyers who was like here use this defense kid yeah yeah i don't know she was possessed too i don't know if that was him or the lawyer saying that um either way ridiculous either way bullshit in the trial, the Christian Fellowship Group was compared to a fanatical cult. Surprise! Because hey, <laughs> they are. We called it. Called it. Fucking called it. And saying that they use mind control and indoctrination to exacerbate any existing mental issues Michael may have already had. So, yeah. Wow. And there's the quote is neurotics feeding neurosis to a neurotic. You know, I would love to see more religious institutions held responsible for the for the for the pain mm. that they inflict. Mm. I, I recognize this is a hot take. I mean, <laughs> like crazy can can. Well, okay, I won't say crazy. No, no, that's it. but that's, like but like but genuine so like, mental illness can be exacerbated yeah. in a strict religious order. I just don't look want at to be what happened insensitive. to Andrea Yates. Andrea Yates, who's Andrea? Oh, God, you're so young. Andrea Yates was a Texas woman <laughs> who had five children, and she she drowned them one by one in her bathtub. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So she had postpartum depression. It was, mm-hmm. like, really when the first discussions of postpartum depression became popular in America. And I want to say this is, like, circa 1997 or 8. Mm-hmm. I, I obviously don't have the, stat, have the timeline in front of me. I think I read an article me. about her. I'm sure she was she was a widely discussed creature, mm-hmm. but she was completely kept under the thumb of her husband and her church, mm-hmm. who, you know, like she was made to homeschool the children. I mean, she wanted to participate in it, too. But, mm-hmm. you know, these sort of extremist 
conservative mm-hmm. churches do a great deal of harm to their yeah. members yeah. by not giving them the support that they need for mental illness. So her postpartum depression was prayed away. Yeah. But guess what? That doesn't fucking work. Yeah, there's been certainly cases of like parents uh, ignoring their children's illnesses because they're just praying and it's sad. One of the one of the richest men in the town that I grew up in mm-hmm. let his daughter die of leukemia. because nobody prayed hard enough i guess because that was jesus's plan even though at the time that she passed Mm -hmm. there were medicines leukemia is actually somewhat easy to catch and treat and and deal with Mm -hmm. I, i know a couple kids who have recovered from leukemia and he let her go because they couldn't let medical intercession mm-hmm. go. how is that not child abuse how is that it is. not That's, only should yeah. the parents be held responsible but the church itself mm-hmm. should be made to pay reparations yeah well i'm definitely glad parents face consequences when that happens. me too uh, i love i wish it happened you know it don't they only really face consequences after the kid is dead yep that sucks <laughs> So, (laughs) but like the rest of the time or, or after they've been severely, severely abused, Mm -hmm. like that kid who was kept in a dog cage for years, (sighs) nothing, Yeah, you know how I get about, man, I'm going to adopt and Mm -hmm. you, you want you, I would much rather you just give me your babies than abuse them. Like just give them to me. I'll fucking take them. They can come live. They can come watch movies with me in the barn Mm -hmm. and we can hang out and I'll make them great food. Yeah. (sighs) I can, I can vouch for that. Yeah, I make good food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, do you want to do you nope. want to give us something lighter? No, <laughs> I'm not done yet. I'm not done. Oh my god, how can you not be done? I'm not done. Everybody's uh, dead, Jen. <laughs> everyone's well. Okay. Uh, so, anyway, so they, they they blame the church a lot for pushing Michael over the edge, but you know they can't really do anything about right. it. Um, but eventually, he is found not guilty by reason of insanity. Um, Are you fucking serious? I am serious. So it stood up. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think, <sighs> I think the official thinking was that it wasn't demons, but he was mentally ill, and the church right. exacerbated it, and that's what drove him over the edge. So yeah. So it wasn't. It was still insanity, even if it, even if the defense of insanity by version of supernatural. That one. Hold that water. wasn't. That wasn't the official argument. Okay. That was. His. Okay. That was just his statement. Yeah. Really as, adding to the as crazy far as verdict. I know. Yeah, I don't know. This is this is bananas. So the, he was sent to Broadmoor Secure Hospital for criminally insane for two years. Not long enough. Not long enough. Two and years. Two years. And then after that, he was sent to Bradford Royal Infirmary for another two years. And then he was released back into the world. Are you fucking serious? I am serious. Four years for. Yes. For murdering or his wife and dog. Yes. Her, like gouging her eyes and ripping off her yeah. face. He served four years. Yeah. Like I can understand like if you re- legitimately don't know what you're doing, but you still like you put that person in an institution where they can be like safe and cared for, but also like not going to harm people. I don't even have words. Like, I'm just angry. Yeah. I'm just so angry right now. Yeah. We, we're going to end on a downer. This uh, So this was the last recorded exorcism performed by the Anglican Church, uh, I guess, as a whole. 
but well because it sounds like a fucking failure yeah but they remain... so maybe they should leave it to the fucking professionals <laughs> right because the anglican church they're just episcopalians so that's catholic light they don't know, know what they're doing yeah come on leave it to the real deal Damn. they are still convinced that michael was possessed um he michael himself continued to exhibit odd behavior in deep depression uh in july of 2005 he was arrested for sexually harassing an underage girl doesn't say how old but that doesn't matter during the trial for that, the previous charges of, you know, murdering his goddamn wife were deemed not to have any bearing on the current case. They um, were inadmissible? Are you serious? Yes, I am serious. Um, they decided that he had a medium to low risk of reoffending and a lack of previous convictions for sexually uh, related crimes uh, meant that he was sentenced to three years of community service and further psychiatric treatment and i don't know where he is today he might be alive for all i know <laughs> ah. i'm so angry you are it's fucking five f- seven eight <sighs> this yep. motherfucker yep. served four years of jail well of psychiatric jail mm-hmm. and three years of community service for murdering a woman horrifically mm-hmm. a dog and then sexually soliciting a young woman well it said sexually harassing so i don't know so not even soliciting yeah i don't even know i don't know what that means he he served almost equal time for possibly grabbing somebody's ass as he did for horrifically murdering and mutilating his wife yep i hate the world And then he was let out. He yeah. horrifically murdered and mutilated his wife. And after four years, they were like, all right, chum, thanks. <laughs> Cheerio. Good luck. You know what? Don't though? do any more of that again. Part of me is glad that it's, it's at least it's like not just us that has that problem. <laughs> That's true. America's so fucked up in so many ways. But at least we're not alone in our horror. We're not alone in our fucked upness. Yeah, what the fuck, England? <laughs> Get your shit together. We look up to you. I was rooting for you, Tiffany. We were all rooting for you. <laughs> uh, <sighs> no, yeah, we definitely do not have the market cornered on fucked up. I mean, there's always North Korea. And That's then Poland true. just had a 60,000 person white nationalism walk, parade, <sighs> what have yeah. you. Yeah. So, you know how, like, you know, we all were not making jokes about how, like, Polish people are stupid. I think we should put that back on the table. I think dumb Polak jokes should be able to come back if you're going to have <laughs> a white nationalist rally Can we have, on like, purpose. Racist Polak jokes, like yes, I'm for it. Poles you know are what? So like, racist. No, I don't. White know. poles are so dumb. They're so if, inferior. <laughs> if you are Polish and you are listening to this and you are not racist, we apologize and we're not talking yeah, about you. You're not who we're talking about. Not obviously, talking about not all poles. Like that's hashtag. <laughs> Jesus. No, but seriously, like, we are not the only ones who are fucking ridiculous. Yeah. <sighs> We've had a now good I'm run. Now I'm all angry. We've had a good run. <laughs> do you want... Do you want you. us... I read two things already. What? Do you want are me you to... asking? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, I, I was asking, do you, want a, do you want a listener story? I do want a listener story. I thought you were asking me who should read the listener story. And I was like, obviously you, Jen. And I was like, yeah, it's in front of my face. And in front of my face is uh turkey the words cakes, come out <laughs> turkey cakes that look like wangs <laughs> uh okay so let me just read this uh it says i don't know who this is from who is this from oh is it anonymous sarah. no it's from sarah 
last name or last initial? I don't know this. Don't. I have nothing. Okay. It's Sarah. So we're, hey, Sarah. Anonymous. If I if I talk to you, I hope you're having a great day. Even if I don't remember necessarily talking to you. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Sarah says, hey, Kate and Jen, thought I'd share my own maybe experience with all things woo-woo. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. Like like ghosty, like woo-woo. Okay, I get it. I get it. Okay, first, Kate, I swear I am the future version of you. I am a snarky former cheer- cheerleader who is currently a circum- circumferentially enhanced pagan. <laughs> let's hear it for Sarah, the i love why why you gotta do that to me i love that that's like the best thing i've ever heard so wait say it again circum circumferentially circumferentially enhanced that is so much better than fat ass like that's i love it. sarah i love you let's be friends right away because yep. that makes me laugh and is amazing so let's also we sound like the same person so let's fucking do this yes the only thing I lack is a deep and abiding love of dick drawings, although inadvertent poo wang cakes are my spirit animals, and <laughs> this is the reason for the season that we are here. Oh my god, I love this. I'll... This is the perfect letter to read. <laughs> this is our uh, holy water, our this, audio holy water. This is what we needed, man. Cleanse my soul. Take me to oh, church. Take, Take me to... to turkey dick church. Turkey dick. Uh, we'll post a picture on, on Facebook. Okay. If you want to know what you will be like in about 20 years, just ask me. P.S. You will be fucking amazing. Girl! I love her. I love her. You can be my new mom. Let's do this. Yes. Uh, Okay. So now on to the spooky shit. Yes. I grew up in a very old house eight miles outside a tiny town called Lewiston, Minnesota, right? That's MN? Yeah. Minnesota's MN. Oh, yes, go me. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, don't fifth graders have to know that? Excuse me. Excuse me. Letters are hard. <laughs> so she's from Minnesota. Yes, Minnesota. I will now do the rest of it. No. The, okay, I'm not doing an accent for the rest of it. <laughs> You're so cute. Uh, <laughs> the population of my to- town was equal to the... I'm just slipping into it now. was equal to the number of Titanic floaters, in case you're interested. That is what? cool. So, Jen, what number is that? That's grim. <laughs> 1,500, give or take? So, yeah, right? definitely small town. That's awesome. Yeah. That's like... That's the best. I love that's her. That's fucking dark way to talk about I love um, but it. i'm i'm here for it you it's know? the best <laughs> okay i'm sorry that's we, my we face hurts this. from Sarah, smiling we needed this this is precisely what we needed okay wow. okay so growing up i was sure the house was haunted the closet in my bedroom was under the attic stairs and i heard footsteps going up and down the stairs nearly every night fuck my that par- yeah my parents convinced me it was just the house settling Nope. Parents always say that. Well, okay. Houses do sell a lot. I don't know. Footsteps, though. Come on. Okay. Uh, Every year on October 31st, I'd hear footsteps, scratches inside the closet, and other noises. No. Yeah. Move out. Get out of there. (laughs) Get out of there. Get out. Where are the keys? Oh. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Yeah. That's fine. Um, la- that year, do, do, do. oh no, okay. Scratches inside the closet and other noises. However, 
I wrote it off as just my imagination running away with me due to the season. Sure. That Yeah, you know, that happens. As one does. That, yeah. That changed the year I was 10. <gasps> that year, on November 1st, I was alone in the house and sitting in my parents' bedroom on their bed. For some reason, I turned to look at the doorway where I was saw a tall, burly, man-shaped <gasps> shadow standing there. Nope. <sighs> nope. 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 At his side was what appeared to be a hatchet. <gasps> I know, right? Get out of there, girl. Get out. Having no idea what to do, I simply said out loud, I'm going to turn back around and count to ten, and when I turn around again, you are going to be gone. You know what? That's a pretty good way to deal with that, actually. That's a good way to deal That's with it. That's really good instincts on her part. Yeah. Which is what I did, and he was gone when she turned back around. Yeah, because you gave a clear command. That's awesome. But also, like, it's got to still be there, right? Like, just because you don't see it, it's still there, right? I mean, if you think about, like, multidimensional string theory, like, right now in this room with me, there's a dragon and a T-Rex and and (laughs) a million fucking spiders and... Anything's possible, man. Right? Like, Um, and in one of those universes, Bernie Sanders is president and I'm happy. And we're back down. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how many times can i turn this around and make it about bernie sanders being my homeboy a yeah. lot is is the answer turns out frequently anyway. sorry okay. sarah i'm sorry back to sarah that was probably the most dramatic haunting but by no means my only one uh i'll keep them coming in future emails hell yes mm-hmm. uh thanks for a great podcast you make me laugh and feel less stupid for loving ghosts and other weird stuff Keep up the fucking great work, you fucking rock stars. Oh, my Sarah. God. I love her so much. I love it. So okay. good. That's, that like, excellent. precisely what we needed, like, for real. Yeah. Oh, uh, Sarah, you fuck. made my heart sing. <sighs> okay. You make everything groovy. Groovy. <laughs> <laughs> We have to we have to sing a little bit in every episode, or it's just not. Why do I sound like Elvis? That's not where I'm headed. Oh well. I don't know. It's it's just what your heart's telling you. That's right. Maybe Elvis. in an alternate universe, Elvis is there with you. I'm weirdly obsessed with like 1977 because that's the year Elvis died, and like all these other great things happened. But like, did he though? He did okay. He though? First off, don't toy with me. <laughs> have you ever uh, read the True Blood books? No. Okay, you don't have to. They're they're not great. They're not terrible, okay. but in the True Blood books, Elvis <laughs> gets turned into a vampire, but no. he was already fairly like pretty close to being dead when no. the mortician who was a fan saw that like little essential spark of life and brought him around. So he ends up oh, being no. kind of like a differently abled uh, oh, no. Elvis vampire <laughs> who eats a lot of what? cats. What? what? Yeah, the True Blood who books are actually pretty funny. Charlene Harris. <laughs> if you haven't read those they're they're fun they're it's like a little bit of humor a little bit of mystery and it brought us in the western world alexander skarsgård who Mm, as we've referenced before i'm just gonna ride his face around town (laughs) his beautiful beautiful face (laughs) yep (laughs) Wonderful. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> Thank hey, you. stay creepy, motherfuckers. We love you so Everyone. much. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at haunted underscore pod. We are, this podcast is haunted on Facebook, Instagram. And if you want to join our Facebook group where we just chat about 
haunted stuff shit. and dicks and yeah uh that's yeah i don't know you'll find us this podcast is haunted discussion group yeah there you go it's a really simple title yeah you got a request to add but then well don't worry we'll add you we'll let you in our cool kids club we'll let you in there's a hundred uh, people in there there's a hundred people isn't that crazy Congrats to us that is weird that's so weird yeah all right well guys thank you for listening Thank you so much. Uh, we'll see you again. When, well, we'll we'll be talking at you again sometime <laughs> in two weeks. Oh my gosh! Smooth, I'm Jen. I'm expiring. <laughs> I thought I was the one who fell asleep at nine thirty. I don't know. This is just. All right, all right, you nerd. Hang up. I'll talk to you guys later. Have a great day, right. everybody. Bye. Bye.